it's easy. Man, the ink for Dr. Jesus. He heals you. He wants to give you sight. He wants to give you power. And number three, in the name of Jesus, I believe you are curing the people. In nine years, more than 132,000 people have been diagnosed with the disease in the United States. Nearly 81,000 have died. Alright kids, it's uh, 8 o'clock-ish on your Saturday night. I am your host, DJ D. You are tuned into Dark Entries Goth Radio. Your source for goth, post-punk, spooky tunes, Danny Elfman intros. And a very special interview tonight, interview tonight with uh, James Lathan of Candy Coffins coming up in just a second. 803-576-9872 is the number to call. It's 803-576-9872. 353 days until Halloween, kids. And this is your Dark Entries Goth Radio. Here we go. All right, kids, uh, Dark Country's Goth Radio is on your radio with your host, DJD of 90.5, WSC-FM Columbia, and, uh, yeah, with the ghostly host with the most. And I am joined with a very special guest on the show tonight, two very special guests, actually. Candy Coffins is on the scene. Hey, David. <laughs> you sure you're here? Um, <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm here. He's here, he's here. All right, so, yeah, I'm here with uh, Jane Lath- James Lathram of uh, Candy. I'm going to screw it up every time. It's okay. Is it late? Lathrin. Lathrin. Yeah. Yeah. Every every time. You get closer the most though. So. Yeah. I'm here with Jamie Lathan. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Jamie Lansbury of Candy Covens. It just gets further and further. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Lauren Bacall. That's right. Uh, and I'm holding the brand new album. Once do it with feeling. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. With a uh, title track. Well, the first track rather, is uh, the theme of 2022. That's right. Every day of fresh atrocity. We didn't realize how much that was going to resonate with everyone. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that, tracks, that tracks. All right, so uh, one thing I'm going to do tonight is I want to catch up with some uh, brand new releases. Um, I have actually not played any new releases on the show uh, for several weeks just because we had theme episodes going on. We had uh, the Halloween show. We had our fundraiser show and all that. So a slew of brand new stuff has come out, including the new Candy Coffins album, which I was going to play anyway, uh, even if I wasn't doing this interview. Because I always play you guys. 
Uh, and uh, so I'm going to kick off actually the first set in just a second with a track from the new album. And, uh, and then we'll get into some brand new London After Midnight. we got some brand new Skeletal Family and a couple more sets of brand new stuff and whatever else we decide what we're going to talk about and do. So that's that about that. And that and your request, 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-WUSC for spooky tunes and such. I was speaking of um, shows, so my friend, Operator OT of Half Machine Lip Moves, uh, show out of Hot Springs, Arkansas, uh, has been giving you guys some play. I saw that. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So uh, you and um, Bachelor of Art and uh, some other Columbia bands. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's a really cool guy. He's awesome. I can't recommend his show enough. Yeah. I plug him. He kind of plugs me. We right kind of do some collabs and stuff Very like cool. that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw that popped up, I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's... That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's a cool guy. I, I can like guess. I, I don't always get to catch his show because it comes on so late on Sunday nights. Gotcha. So I'll catch the podcast like later. You know when he always posts the playlist and stuff. And I was right. like, oh, cool. You know, yeah. Columbia represented. That's right. Yeah. Sh- so, showed up. Yeah. So let's talk new album. All right. Yeah. What do you want to know? <laughs> How long was it in the works? Uh, about a year and a half. Yeah. Um, my close friend John Fur, who's uh, a wonderful musician and also an engineer. Um, during COVID, we were plotting and scheming because all of our bands were kind of on hiatus. There were no shows. We were trying to figure out what to do. We were trying to make alternate plans for safe practices. And eventually when we got back into rehearsals with a safe space, we, we were kind of talking about, you know, eventually we're going to do something together. It's inevitable. And I said, well, uh, why don't you record my album? And so, um, he set up with us in the rehearsal space and we recorded there and having that flexibility and that unlimited time, we kind of took advantage of it and we took our time and we, we tracked things the way we wanted to. We would retrack them. We would come back and do other work there. And then beyond that, um, John and I spent a lot of time in the studio because I, in his studio, because I told him I wanted him not only to record the musicians, but I wanted him to be the producer of the record which I've never done. And I wanted to see what that was like. And I trust him implicitly. We've got a lot of similar tastes. I've seen him make a lot of really good musical decisions. And so I said, um, I want you to produce the record as well. And let's talk about what that definition means. And for us, that meant that he, you know, he had, um, he had the ability to make, make very heavy handed suggestions that I could either, agree with or maybe counter with them on and we'd get to a place we were both comfortable like maybe we should change this here or can we put some of this type of instrumentation here or you know maybe the approach you're taking on this song vocally should be this or that you know and that was incredible that was a great experience because it it gave me some um, flexibility with regards to creativity um, even more so because it had a different influence coming in so we did that for a while and then we um we did a first pass mix because we, what we got out of the, um, out of the recordings, we, we didn't know what was going to happen. We were like, these may be really strong demos. This may be just fun. You don't really know what you've got until you go back and listen to it. And we heard back what we had, uh, recorded and we were both kind of like, Whoa, I think we have something on our hands here bigger than what we kind of planned for. Mm. And so we did a first pass mix in his studio which was very laborious. We spent a lot of time with, with those songs, getting them to a place. Again, time was unlimited at, you know, at that point in time. And so we just worked through it um, very consistently and, and took our time with it and, 
prepared it, and I got in touch with David Barbie, who he recorded and mixed our first EP down in Athens at Chase Park Transduction. So I got in touch with David, and I said, okay, John and I have done this recording, and we we think it's we think it's good stuff, and we want to get it mixed and get it out the door and um, take a listen and let us know what you think. And um, he came back and was like, oh, you've definitely got something here. Why don't you guys come down and let's mix this? So John and I went down to Athens for several days with David, and we mixed that and then um, spent some time preparing it for mastering and we're really trying to figure out what we wanted to get out of the masters. And when we'd kind of figured out what it needed, we went to uh, Dave Harris at studio B in Charlotte and did kind of the same thing. It was always kind of this offering of like, we're not so sure this is good enough for what you do. And every time it was really rewarding because they would come back and be like, this is great. You should, I will definitely match. He, in fact, Dave Harris, we, we said, listen to this and tell us what you think. And he not only listened to it, he sent us back the first track mastered. He's like, you tell me what you think. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, think. wow. And so, uh, so that, that took, you know, all in all, all of that probably took around 18 months. Wow. So I could have wow. just said 18 months. Yeah. No, I gave no, you the I whole like, saga. No, I like it. No, I like it. <laughs> uh, Cause I like hearing how it all comes together, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of credit to John. Um, you know, not only a great musician, great engineer, great producer, but possibly the most patient person on earth because um, I, I'm very specific and I'm very like, I get hyper-focused and I, I'm relentless and he was with me there a hundred percent of the way. And it was, it was fantastic working with him. I think you got to, every band kind of needs my personal opinion. You need that guy. You know? It was cool because I've, yeah. I haven't really worked with someone like that. I've worked in studios where people are doing, you know, what they're asked to do and you're paying them to do it and they, they do it and then they're ready to move on. And I respect that. I mean, that's, that's people's careers, you know? Um, but with John, it was more, there was, I think, a labor of love from both of us on this, you know, because he knew what we were doing. He knew where I was coming from. He knew how passionate I was about it. He knew what I was trying to get out of it. And he was right there with me. It was mm. really great. I, I like the idea of bands having like a guy, whether it's producer or just anybody who kind of uh, pushes back and, and gives you a little input and gives you a little editing. Yeah. This just this is a little bit off the subject, but uh, this is uh, something I've said on the show here before. Um, I get submissions from so many uh, bands and artists that I can't I can't respond back to everybody unfortunately. Sure. Um, so I kinda have to screen quickly, you know, and my, my I've put statements out on the, actually on the, the social media and say, Hey, if anybody wants to submit anything to me, the best way to do it possibly is give me like, you know, uh, all the pertinent information briefly and then like if you have a band camp link, give me that. That's right. Because that's a really quick, easy way I can scan through right. tracks real quick, you Absolutely. know, and find something that just jumps out at me. And then, uh, you know, if I want a full album after that, you know, we'll talk and I'll get me one. That's fine. Right. Um, please don't submit to me three of all five of your albums or all three of your albums. <laughs> I've right. never heard of you before. That's right. I'm not going to listen to all three of these things unless they just blow me away. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I just really just need a sample, you know. But the other big feedback, kind of get back to what I was saying, is that uh, I think the mistake, like, early, like, or like first time bands coming out of the gate, this wouldn't be you guys because you guys have been around a little bit, but uh, yeah, bands getting started for the first time, like doing their first EP, their first album, right. is that um, they come up with like something that might really work and it might sound great, and then they kind of get a little bit self indulgent and mm -hmm. they kind of 
kind of like get high on their own supply a little bit too much, yeah. and so the track ends up being like six minutes. Right, right, when right. Like three minutes would have been great, right. you know. And then like, you're just sick of it after, you know. Like it's Absolutely. it's kind of like the re- the course gets repeated too many times, right. or they're just too, you know. And and they just need a guy to be like, hey, could you just cut this part out, mm-hmm. or just put this over here? Just like just that's the biggest mistake I'd say new bands make is that they're just too damn long. Totally like, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, um, I'll tell you both times I've worked with Barbie, both when he yeah. recorded us and engineered our. Um, mixed us and then when he makes the the full record he is um he's relentless with this could be shorter that's mm-hmm. too too many or whatever mm-hmm. and he'll say and he'll be pretty i mean he's 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 unbelievable to work with but he'll be pretty upfront with you like i think i think cut this out mm-hmm. you know and he's never been wrong with mm-hmm. me <laughs> you know and, and he'll and john's the same way he's like this is going on too long or you don't need this here or whatever and you know less is more is their th- both of their theories and proves to be true yeah know? yeah and it's you know it's not to say that long songs can't work because there are plenty of them that do i mean i say that and then I'll, on the same breath i'll say one of my favorite songs in the entire world is uh starless by king crimson which is 12 minutes right oh yeah but you know new bands starting out aren't king crimson right so, and there's know, a time <laughs> and place for everything right yeah you exactly know? yeah i mean yeah. i think our longest song in here well, i don't know the last one may be a little bit longer but tangled up in teacups is five minutes and 22 seconds and it it sits well at mm-hmm. that at that um, length, and and what we did at the end was something that John captured, and it was kind of just magic in a bottle. We we hadn't planned to do it that way, and he just kept doing his hand like, "Come on, keep mm-hmm. going, keep going," and we kept going, and just like wrapped it. And we're like, "Whoa!" And nice. He's like, and he's like, "We're using that." <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> so yeah. Well, here's your little subway segue. Um, speaking of that, let's play something off the album. Yeah, I was thinking because you know I've checked out now already most of it. Thank um, you. Uh, I was thinking I like Seaside Girls mm-hmm. and I also like French Exit a lot, mm-hmm. um, but all of them are great. So, Thank uh, you. But if there's anything particular you want to get out there, um, um, well, so we've so we've had uh, Every Day of Fresh Atrocity was the first single and Seaside was the second single, um, but French Exit starting to hit playlists. Yeah, I'm starting to see it pop up. Yeah, um, and I had some really good feedback about that uh, today. Nice. One of my special special fans. Nice. was talking to me about uh, French Exit. So let's play that one. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Brand new London After Midnight and Skeletal Family coming to this set. Kicking off a little uh, brand new stuff in Candy Coffins. French Exit. Here we go. Dirt under my nails Nicotine stained black junket jacket Haven't slept in weeks Sleep it off you better forget it I'm moving fast
Skeleton Family, their brand new single, which actually sort of brand new, came out last month uh, with uh, Cry Baby. We kicked the set off there with, uh, of course, Candy Coffins, who are in the studio with me now uh, with French Exit. And then we had some brand new stuff from London After Midnight from the new album, Oddities 2, uh, that's made up of brand new tracks and then remastered older stuff, including October, which for some reason in recent years has been the hardest damn track to find on the internet. It, it, they hit it. You could not find this track. And I remember years ago playing it on the show, I would kick off every October, the first show in October, with the track October, and a uh, perfect Halloween song, and then the song just disappeared. Like, you couldn't find it on the internet. It was it was yanked from everywhere. Every YouTube video was deleted. I don't know what. They just decided to make the song super mysterious. You could not get your hands on it. It's like this weird, rare B-side. And it's now like the ghostly. New, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's <laughs> ghostly. Yeah, And then now the new album's out, and it's on that. And, That's right. Uh, so, and also kicked off the show with... Um, the intro to Batman, the animated series, uh, in memory of Kevin Conroy, uh, Conroy, yeah, who unfortunately uh, lost this week, which I don't want to get too much into the debate of who the best Batman is. For an entire generation, he was the best Batman, and I fully respect that. Uh, for me, personally, he's a uh, tight number two runner-up, but I'm, I will forever be a Michael Keaton guy, so that's my stance on that's that. That's fair. But, but I understand the argument, I do, because longevity, anyway, he was, he was the guy. For an entire generation of people, so uh, yeah, be much less. It'd be so. It's going to be really weird playing Batman games, video games from here on out, not hearing his voice. So, and he was only sixty six, I think. Mm. Yeah. All right, I'm here with uh, James from uh, Candy Coffins, and we were just talking about music and getting promoted and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. So how's that for you? Just promotion in general. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's been fantastic. I've I've been working with uh, Shameless Promotions and. Um, synced up with Shauna early on before we had this thing mastered and um she's just been incredible she she works with a lot of bands that I respect and have ha- have had a lot of respect for over the years and so I already felt like I was on the right track with that recommendation um and then it became apparent she works a lot with uh international sources for social and and airplay and things like that and that became pretty clear to me this was a, a winner for us because I feel like our market is broader than the U.S. and maybe even favorable to outside the U.S. and that's kind of proven to be true but it's a slog I mean she's um she's very direct with I need this on these dates and I need this on this date and if and you need to uh, make sure you like everything that gets posted about you and follow and tweet and this and that and and it, it works. I mean, she's she's really she's really focused and, and drives it forward. But it does work. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been fan, it's been fantastic for us, honestly. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mentioned uh, just on the on the walk up here. I was I mentioned that I just recently took a day job as a social media manager, and um, it's so weird because I it wasn't that long ago that I didn't even want to get on Twitter. Right. Personally, you know, mm-hmm. long before I took the job, I got talked into it by an author, actually. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, it's you got to do it, you know, yeah. whether you want to or not. That's what know? she told us. She was like, you, yeah. you're, you're, she said, our primary conduit's going to be Twitter. And I was yeah. like, really? She's like, oh, yes. I was like, okay. Yeah. And it's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, the floodgates just opened the right. second I got on there. Right. Yeah, it was nuts. And now I have to do it for a living. So Get to. Yeah. Get to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, honestly, I can only complain so much. I don't know why I even go. I, I can't complain. That's right. I spent two and a half years of my life after being laid off because of COVID with nothing, yeah, you know, and complaining because I could not get another marketing job. And Maybe now I are. have a marketing job. That's right. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, yeah, I really can't complain too much. I, I do, you. but I shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But we were talking about COVID um, mm-hmm. and 
the the song Seaside Girls we were talking about between mm-hmm. Seaside and French Exit. That's right. So like um when COVID hit, nobody was really prepared for that and we had to pause our rehearsals for a bit and things got really quiet and I was like, Okay, how are we gonna keep momentum? And I was like, Well I'm gonna keep writing and it was pretty early on in COVID where I was like, I'm gonna keep writing but to write a dark dismal song mm-hmm. seems way too easy in these times i'm gonna write i'm gonna write an upbeat rocker you yeah. know and that forced me into like writer's block for about three months wow <laughs> but then i came out with seaside girls and and that was kind of like hey we did it and i mean that was uh it was kind of like the the pressure created the pressure used to create a diamond you know it's kind of mm-hmm. that kind of thing because it was like nice. i got nothing i got nothing and then it's like wow okay let's go so, I mean, I don't want to, you know, reveal too much. I do want to, I guess, uh, take the curtain back a little bit. Um, when it comes to actually writing songs, I mean, obviously you're the primary driving force. Is there a specific process you guys follow every single time? Like you write it, you write such and such parts, you send it off to the guys, you know, then they contribute. Like is there is there sort of a workflow that happens every yeah. time or is it just organic for every single track? Yeah, I'm hyper-organized. So yeah. nine times out of ten, that's the way it happens, the way you described it. But but what I have that has spoiled me um, so good over the last several years is that um, the guys in the band are awesome. They're awesome musicians. They're super flexible. They have great ideas, better ideas than me some of the time. And, um, you know, so their contributions, we'll workshop those. And if that works in, then, um, we'll go with it. Uh, if they think a song's, you know, too long and, and I'll always ask, and they're really honest with me. I'm like, is this one worth us, you know, pushing further, you know, and yeah. they'll let me know. So I'm just really lucky to have such a band of like sweethearts who are also like just extraordinary musicians. I mean, exponentially better than me technically you know as musicians no, for sure. stop <laughs> it's true <laughs> stop. yeah um yeah that's great so speaking of so uh well let's talk a little bit before we get to the next set obviously you you tour the southeast quite a bit you know work with a lot of bands we were just we've been talking about it's a relatively small crowd like in the southeast that play this sort of music right so everyone yeah. sort of knows each other yeah know? i mean that's yeah, yeah that's kind of been kind of been cool you know we yeah. when we first started out in columbia we didn't have that awareness yeah, and then and so we're like, why is it? We got the same people showing up every time we play in Columbia, mm-hmm. and this is the only place we can play. And then we kind of realized, okay, well, that's why. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty tight knit, you know, group of people who are interested in maybe this this type of music. And what we did was willfully expanded out regionally, you know, into Georgia and North Carolina, and the and the bigger cities in those states. And then that's when we found, you know, people like Candy. And, and others in in Jason Herring and that crew and mm. we re, rekindled my uh, love for the Velt out of Raleigh. Oh, the Velt, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it would, yeah, it did. It became re, it became really, uh, you know, kind of like an extended family throughout the region. It's been great. Oh, the Velt's great. They're great. Yeah, they're just really nice guys. Absolutely yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I got to get them to call in. We we talked that that one show they did at Harbaugh. We talked about them, uh, you know calling in sometimes. So right. Yeah, we kind of uh, here at the station. We're kind of doing a little bit more of that all around mm-hmm. um, of pre-recorded interviews. Yep. Um, 
that's just kind of the shift. It's not that we don't have. I, I, I my personal preference is what we're doing now. Right. I'd rather have somebody kind of sat here, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's just more organic and absolutely you know, it just feels better. But uh, but uh, just just for the purpose of like again promotion, you right? Know, well, that way we can just kind of like tease it well ahead of time, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and then just play it and that kind of thing. That's kind of where they're going. But I'm down either way, you know. Yeah. But at least with the pre-recorded call-ins, you can get anybody. That's right. You know, it's so easy now to kind of just schedule time and just do that, which back in the day wasn't quite as easy. Yeah, you know? people are much more yeah. comfortable with that now, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Speaking of uh, of candy, uh, I'm wearing the Tenderlash T-shirt right now, which is yeah, she's great. She's awesome. Um, we did a show. Um, I don't want to say maybe July. I'm not sure. It was in the summer. It was uh, her and Dead Cool and me at uh, Swanson's Warehouse in Greenville. Nice. Yeah, and uh, I'm in actually the new uh, Dead Cool video. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. The Send Me an Angel video. Yeah, yeah. You uh, see me pop up a little got bit. To yeah. Look for that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another solid segue because the next set actually we're getting into is uh, an- another collection of uh, southeastern bands. Uh, it's going to be Spirit System, Vision Video, and Secret Shame all coming up in this set. Uh, they, the three of them, are actually playing a show in Charlotte uh, next Thursday. This coming Thursday. The uh, what date was that? Seventeenth. Seventeenth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's coming up Thursday, and uh, the next night on sa- on Friday night, uh, they're going to be in my neck of the woods, Greenville, at Swanson's Warehouse, where I was just go. talking about. Yeah. Same venue where I did the show with the other two. They all three. Well, no, actually, I'm sorry. Vision Video and Secret Shame are going to be playing there. I don't think Spirit Systems going with them. Got it. But uh, you will see me making the scene definitely uh, next Friday night. Um, at Swanson's Warehouse for these guys. Yeah, big night. So, uh, yeah. If you guys uh, want to know what that's all about and want to know who's playing, well, here it is, because this is a spirit system uh, checking out, kicking off the set with Deployer. Vision video and secret shame coming up right after that in this set. Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio.
Shame with a Hide from the new album um, Autotomy. And uh, before that, we had some Spirit System in there with Ployer from the new album Whatever Mind. And uh, Vision Video in there with Death in a Hallway with from a new album called Haunted Hours, which actually just came out about a month ago. All three bands are going to be playing in Charlotte uh, at, what is it, Snugs? Snug Harbor. Snug Harbor, yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, Charlotte on Thursday night coming up, and uh, and then Vision Video and Secret Shame are going to be playing. Just those two are going to be playing at Swanson's Warehouse on Friday. You're going to see old DJ Redo, old DJD making the scene. You'll see me out there. Just look for the little short bald guy with a leather jacket. Look for the one wearing black. I'll be the only one, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, and I was just uh, telling these guys that like we just not too long ago, just a few months ago, did a show at Swanson's with uh, Tender Lash and uh, uh, Dead Cool. Do you guys know Dead Cool? Don't know that one. Okay, I'm surprised. No. Yeah, yeah. It's all all part of the same Got it. world. You I, will, I'm sure, at yeah, some point. Yeah, have to look into yeah. it. Yeah, it's. I mean, the southeastern scene is kind of like Columbia, where like everybody knows everybody, mm-hmm. and there's like a thousand connections. That's so right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about it in the break there during the music it was a just talking about discovering music in general and like how you find stuff. That's right. Or how you get turned on to stuff. And I was just mentioning that like I've been lucky enough to have a handful of people <clears throat> in the last twenty or something years that have turned me on to, like, bands and artists and stuff that I never in a million years would have discovered on my own, you know, which go on to, like, make the show sound better, yeah. you know, so I have to give them some credit, you know. One of them is Operator O.T., who we were talking about earlier with mm-hmm. Half Machine Lip Moves, yeah. He definitely uh, turned me on to, like, like power electronics and some of the more noisy type stuff, you know, which, uh, you know, stuff I was kind of vaguely aware of, but not something I never played on the show too much. Yeah. But, yeah. Those um, pivotal yeah. moments where you, you do get introduced to something new mm-hmm. um they can happen where you don't really realize it's happening until you look back and you realize mm-hmm. wow that was a pivotal moment Absolutely. where it changed trajectory and then there are the others where you're like as somebody's laying down some details for you you're going yes this is this i am already sensing this will change my path yeah yeah <laughs> i like them both you know i like both ways yeah yeah it's it's you know like a listening to a certain CD or a certain song and just like you're instantly transported back to like a very specific time in your life, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. Of, of some of those moments of just like discovering that band for the first time or just yeah. like tied to specific memories. And it's, it's, I just love the way music does that, you know, pretty much any of early Susie and the Banshee stuff, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I listen to it, I've, it's in my Walkman, uh, strapped to my hip, that's right. Uh, in uh, Middlesbrough, England, mm-hmm. uh, on campus at the school I went to. Right. <laughs> so, for that one semester abroad when I lived over there, uh, because I bought that stuff up at like a shop down the street from right. campus. Yeah. And I just, that was when I properly discovered Susie. You right. Know, it was that year. And I was always vaguely aware, but like I'd never, you know, investigated the early album. So just, I, I just went crazy. Just bought them all of it one time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I can't listen to like Juju without thinking about just walking around, you know, That's northern awesome, England. Though. What a great memory. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Well, how did you discover the stuff that that you dig the most? I guess the stuff that's, I guess those memories, right? Like mm-hmm. your earliest ones, or even like later ones. This yeah. is going to kind of set you down a path. So I'll give I'll give yeah. two examples, and and one and each one fits the two scenarios I yeah. just described. The first one I didn't realize until later on, and I kind of pieced it together. And actually, when I was writing something for some of the promotion we were doing. Um, I wrote about how I grew up in, in small rural towns in the Southeast. And, you know, as a kid, there wasn't a lot of cultural outlet. You know, I remember buying records at Kmart because that's the only place that sold music, right. that kind of thing. And um, when we lived uh, in, in one place we moved to um, was one of the first towns to get um, cable television and uh, cable 
the, the basic cable at the time included MTV, which was brand new. So I was just mesmerized that there were these music videos and became just fascinated and loved every band that was on there. And it ran somewhat of a weird spectrum. And at the time, it just struck me as like, these are the bands that are making really interesting visual things to go with their music. And I love all everything about right. it. And in hindsight, what I realized was like, interestingly enough, the majority of those bands were um, out of the UK or out of Europe. And probably because they were steps ahead in terms of making music videos to represent their songs or whatever. But there were so few artists making videos that MTV was just taking whoever had videos. Yeah. And exactly. so they had, you know, you had, um, you know, you had Devo with Adam and the Ants with Big Country and Culture Club and Duran Duran. I mean, that was like, and there was some other stuff I'm sure I've forgotten mm, <laughs> because yeah. it didn't hit the same way. But like, yeah. so... I was a huge Adam and the Ants fan in Birmingham, Alabama, yeah. you know, when I was 10 years old or yeah. whatever. And that makes no sense. Exactly. And I only figured that out over time. It's like a lot of the influence in the music we're doing now is because that catalog was being built up strictly because those were the people making videos and MTV was thirsty for videos. And that was one of the conduits for me to get, you know, culturally, you know, uh, inspiring things. The so. thing I like about those early videos is that they were essentially short experimental films. Oh, yeah. And they, they were just Fantastic. throwing anything to a wall that would stick. That's right. would take anything. And, and there was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. So, like, just like you said, especially those guys coming out of like Europe, I don't want to get, okay, I'm going to push my glasses up. I'm going to get I'm gonna get real pretentious for Uh-oh, a second. Uh-oh, here we go. So, <laughs> so I was in an experimental film class and I took, that I took a few years ago, and I made a video essay, which is on YouTube right now. Um, here's my little plug. All right. And it's called Radio Dada. And it's about the influence of uh, Dadaist and uh, experimental uh, artists back in the day mm-hmm. on uh, modern music. By modern music, I mean anything from like the early '80s on up, right? Um, and uh, all the way up to like starting from like Cabaret Voltaire, all the way up to to Pixies, to mm-hmm. Frank Zappa, to right. even Madonna, um, and you know, like uh, Janelle Monae and stuff like that. Right. And like how the imagery of some of those early filmmakers and painters and artists made their way into early music videos. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that was my, my, my final project in the class, which was, was pretty wild. Very cool. Um, check that out. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of, like, Maya Darren. Mm-hmm. And uh, some, uh, there are some, some, like, pop artists who have, like, either paid tribute or flat-out stolen, like, imagery from some her films. Like, Madonna did it with the, uh, which one was that? The one that was on the beach. Um, Cherish, I think, mm. was the thing. Yeah, straight up imagery from one of my Darren films, gotcha. like just rip her off. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Janelle Monae also did it, but like it was more of like a tribute type of thing. Gotcha. Okay, that's I'm gonna put my glasses down now. Sorry, I had to get <laughs> had to get nerdy and pretentious for a second. But yeah, yeah. So you get a lot of that stuff. Like I mean, yeah. you you got like actual proper filmmakers making films, which became early music videos. That's right. You know, I, I kind of like that dichotomy of like oh, the yeah. nerdy sort of out there. Let's make a film for two minutes type of thing, versus like Huey Lewis in the news. Well, we're just we're just a bunch of guys in a room playing a song, right? Which is still just as great, right? Know? For different reasons, yeah. yeah. So the um, the other way that I um, that that really um, drove me down a specific path musically was more conscious. I was on a soccer team when I was in junior high, I think, and um, the goalkeeper. It was really obvious to me he was like different counterculture, like nothing like I'd seen. He seemed very cool to me. He would skateboard after practice, and he wore 
you know, combat boots and would take those off to put on his soccer cleats. And I was like, I'm, I don't know what this is about. At the time, I, you know, at the time, I was still listening to Duran Duran and Adam and the Ants, which yeah. is all great. But I said, um, hey, I think you might be into some music that, and maybe he even played some stuff, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. I don't know. But I was like, I think you might be into some music that I could be interested in. And he's like, I'll totally make you a, a compilation cassette, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, he did that, and that changed my trajectory in profound ways for the rest of my life. That was um, that was a compilation of hardcore bands, hardcore punk bands, mm-hmm. like Porn Orchard and Bad Religion and Minor Threat and Black Flag and Bad Brains. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine somebody coming from Culture Club and Adam and the Ants to putting that cassette in. Right, yeah. It, it, I felt like I could feel my synapses exploding you know when I, when this thing kicked off and so ben davis is a huge influence on my life and he's still pushing pushing the envelope with things a fantastic musician his act right now is a baritone saxophone and um he's been in a ton of ton of great bands but he he changed my trajectory but that was one where i reached out and i said in essence i said I'm asking you to change my trajectory. That's amazing. And he said, yeah. I will do that. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild because yeah. you have those pivotal moments where it's just like a milestone. Which that's like, right. That's where, yeah. yeah, I love that. I I think the first one of those for me was uh, my friend Jason, who I'm still in contact with all the time. Uh, my buddy, one of my best friends in high school, he was uh, a year, at least a year older than me, and um, just was tuned into stuff. I don't know how. Just on his own, he found mm-hmm. it. You know? mm-hmm. But he, uh, I think he made me a, a tape back in the day that had like Pixies and like Husker Du and stuff indie stuff like that i never mm-hmm. in a million years from again a tiny t- sound you know town in the south yep. i never would have discovered that stuff right. on my own at all it's not like it was played on the radio so how he found it i don't even know he was just cool right but uh yeah and so we still to this day swap music recommendations awesome. you know yeah <laughs> so he's like one of my best friends yeah That's so uh yeah all right okay, it's about time for uh, a little break words of wisdom from a uh, good uncle uncle charlie who comes in once a week we're gonna play some station ids and things and then we'll be right back Nearly 700,000 Americans were arrested on marijuana charges last year. That's an enormous waste of law enforcement resources and terribly unfair to those arrested and their families. It's time we stopped arresting adults who smoke marijuana responsibly. For more information, visit Normal's website at www.normal.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORMAL and tell them Willie sent you. Do you get tired of styling your hair every day? And do you want a good hairstyle every day? Hi, I'm Sarah Schuster. I went on a website called inventnow.org, and after that, I decided to invent something too. Something called the Insta-Do. Just imagine, you just put it over your head like a helmet does, and you pick your hairstyle with the buttons on the side. Then you can have instant hairstyle in seconds. People like it. People like Jeff Bart. I like it. And people like Kenneth. It's this helmet thing, and it fits over your head, and it's great. Thank you, Kenneth. You should go to inventnow.org, and it could help you come up with your own invention. After all, look at me on the radio now. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. Self-defense is anything we do to make our lives safer on a daily basis. Self-defense is fighting with our fists, yelling, telling him to stop looking at us, running away, listening to our gut instinct, getting support, knowing that we are worth defending, talking about what happened. Rock. <laughs> and playing rock. The goal of self-defense is to provide all women, children, queers, people of color, and targeted communities with options and skills that are effective and practical, no matter what our experience, age, level of fitness, or shape of body may be. reflect a procedure back, stay alive, man. And I got to get nasty sometimes. Because everybody you send in here working over me is not a nice guy, you know. I think if any of you have any experience in jail, you know the jail is not a very nice place to be. And you have all kinds of different people on all kinds of different levels, and I have to deal with all those levels. I have to deal with every kind of psychotic maniac you got in the world trying to burn me up, trying to beat me up, trying to get some attention to get me in any kind of direction they can. And I have to propose a certain image and keep a certain kind of guy stuck up there to keep those bullies off of me. Because if I show any weakness, if I fall down in any perspective, I get ate up. Because I run with a pack of wolves. And I've got to be a wolf. And when it reflects back to you that I'm no good so and so and so forth, I'm reflecting the procedure that's reflected onto me. If I don't have any other choice but to get a 115 to stay out of something more dangerous or more terrible, rather than stand, rather than, rather than stay out of my cell and fight this big old ugly guy, I'm going to call him a bunch of names so he put it on paper. And then when he puts it on paper, I say, Phew. Well, I didn't have to go with that physically. Then I could do it mentally. As long as I run my jaw mentally and I get it put on the paper, then physically I can walk around with all that violence and I can stay in peace and harmony.
Also somewhat from Candy Coffins, the manager slash wrangler slash keeping it all together. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, t- I, I say she's the glue. Good set. Thanks. And as always, good set. And again, thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure. And you are such a fine supporter of local music and, and you support us and have for some, so long. So thank you. Ah, oh, at least I could do for at that. At least I could do. Yeah. I, it's been cool to kind of see you guys like progress over the years and just, uh, get better and better with every thank little you. project that comes out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Were you, um, cause I've only known you like since, since Candy Coffins, mm-hmm. since somebody sent me, Hey, you, you guys should check this band out. Mm-hmm. I remember like there was, uh, there were several people that like recommended this band and they sent me something. Somebody sent me something. And it was the wrong link. It was to a band that, was, that wasn't you. And it was garbage. And you're like, oh, jeez. And I was like, 
<laughs> man, I wonder who I support music, but <laughs> that's just, a great uh, story. I'm sorry, but like, uh, yeah, and like, <laughs> and I dragged my heels on checking you out because right, of that, right? I guess, yeah, you. yeah, yeah I, because I, of like mistaken identity. Whoa, <laughs> we dodged uh, that one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then finally, like, I, I was like, well, I was gonna, I was looking into bands for booking a show or something, you right. know, and that's how I like looked you guys up. And, and I think that's that's right, right around there is when I, I first, I was like, they're actually not that bad, perfect. And I came to went to a show, and I was yeah. like, oh, they're really not that bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then the rest is history. But uh, what I was gonna ask you is like, were you involved in other projects before that because we've never talked about that yeah like pre-candy coffins james i've had the um mm-hmm. the bandits for a long time mm-hmm. i my first band was um in junior high school habeas corpses and it was a, <laughs> it. a punk rock hardcore band oh that's amazing um i was in a a funk bandish johnny quest kind of bandish mm-hmm. uh called meal ticket when i was in high school mm-hmm I was in a duo that was kind of indie rock in um, college called No Flowers. And then um, when I got to Columbia after some years, I formed a post-hardcore band called uh, Crown the Cake. Oh, wow. And then out of Crown the Cake, I had that lull where I was writing stuff on my own that just I was I was like, I want to write stuff for me. Like, just I don't care what, you know, on the day I write something, that's what I'm going to play, you know. Mm. And I was like, I'm just going to put out demos and whatnot. And that lasted about a year before I got the itch again to um, put a band together. I love playing live. Some some musicians like to record. I'm the I'm the play live guy. They have to drag me into the studio to record. So mm-hmm. nice. So I can't not do it. You that's know? awesome. Yeah, I uh, I've been in two. And the first one was uh, answering an ad in the free times. Okay. Some guy, a guitarist, had put a uh, an ad out and said, looking for a, a singer frontman for a band, influences the cure in Christian death. <laughs> You're like, like, I can't not I like, call this number. <laughs> this yeah, just fell right. in my lap. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so, someone in Columbia other than me knows who Christian death is. Right, you know? yeah. And, uh, and so, I mean, I, obviously plenty of people do now, but like back sure, then, you sure. know, this is early yeah. 2000s. I didn't know anything about anything, you know. I, well, I, I mean, I'm not from here anyway, so like, right. I've only been in town a few years. Anyway, yeah, I answered it, went to the guy's house, and uh, he lived in, with his mom in this tiny little trailer out by the airport. Okay. He said, okay, we're going to, you know, we're everybody's coming over, the rest of the band's coming over, we're going to, we're gonna, you know, have a little practice, and, like, if you just want to, like, sit and listen, right. kind of see what it's all about, and if you want to join in, maybe sing something or whatever, right. you know, kind of get a feel. <clears throat> and so uh drummer was there, they get, still waiting on the bass player to show up, right? And he goes, he'll be here in a little bit, and then we'll start playing, you know. The bass player shows up. He's wearing a dress. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, this is different, you know. Uh, we start talking, and uh, his name was Bubbles, mm-hmm. as in Bubs. Yep, <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, that was how I met Bubs. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, he plugs in, and then we start playing. And uh, we were a band. We were a thing That's for a cool. while. Very yeah. cool. And what we was were, the name of that band? We were called Blue Skies Over Paris. Okay. Skies spelled with a Y because goth. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> because, yeah, <laughs> and... Um, I have the only I I believe I have the only tape that exists of uh of the pra- of us practicing at some point right. which was like we literally just put like a recorder in the floor sure. plugged everything into it and just recorded whatever happened and uh yeah I've got that cassette at home and then um we were a thing for a while never played a gig uh-huh and uh and they just kind of kind of fell apart so that happened and then uh those are all good guys got nothing to say about those guys and then i've, I've since reconnected with every yeah. single one of them since then i still see them out at art bar sometimes sure They're cool guys ever all of them um bubs is of course bubs is a columbia legend everybody That's knows right. bubs so he went on to, to be bubs you know and found front a million bands so or a few at least you know so That's right. warfare check playing being getting played on the show pretty soon too okay um probably next week yeah, that's that. And then the second one was a very similar situation, actually. Uh, my friend Chad, who's also a DJ, DJ Evil Fairy, Chad, mm-hmm. 
McGahey. You may have heard about him if you ever know him or not, but he does gigs. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, he was looking to put something together. He knew a couple other guys, and they need like a singer. And same situation. So I came into it. We kind of did that for a while. I also, once again, I believe I actually own the only cassette tape for practicing right. and stuff. And we did actually one gig. We did it at uh, New Brooklyn Tavern. Nice. And by that point, there were there was two against two, right? Mm-hmm. There was like me and Chad wanted to go one direction, uh, and then yeah. bass player didn't want anything to do with the band. We had to talk him into actually doing the gig. Yeah, and the bass was like, "Look, you're going to do this gig, or or else." Right. Uh, and then I don't care what happens to you after that. Yeah. <laughs> so the band fell apart like the night before uh, the gig. It was yeah, yeah. A disaster. Yeah. So uh, we did the gig, and the funny picture is hilarious because you got me and I, mean, I can show you the pictures. Me and Chad completely gothed up. Right. You know, two of the nines, and then two other guys wearing like jeans and white t shirts. Right. And uh, just phoning it in for the last in, just showing first up. last gig. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I saw that guy was up, I handed him 50 bucks and he went on his way. I never right. heard from him again after that. So that was the end of the band. Gotcha. So yeah. <laughs> we broke up that night the second we got paid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, band life. That's how it is. Yeah. yeah. If you're wanting to play live, the hardest part's to keep the band together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like dating two or three other people at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 competing egos the most dysfunctional family you'll ever be in yeah yeah and i'm a little bit like you in that like i'm a little bit of a control freak right what are you saying (laughs) (laughs) not saying you by your own admission that's right that's fair i say it with love because i I understand right people i've gotten offers plenty of times to have guest uh hosts Mm -hmm. co-hosts and Mm -hmm. stuff and i'm like no no this is my baby that's right i love interviews i love people coming in i love that right but every week no. Right. Yeah. Long stints? Sure. You can have a residency here. You can. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're welcome to have a residency. Wow. But at some point. <laughs> at some time, it will end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. If there's anybody who's going to do it, it would be you. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. So. so Careful what you say. I may take you up on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to welcome. I've told you, you got an open interview. I mean, an open invitation. Thanks. At any point. Yeah, sure. Awesome. You guys are always awesome here. Always yeah. have been. All right. So, you want to do a song? Yeah. Yep. We're going to, we're going to kick one more off and run and let you finish doing your thing yeah you know as uh you like to wrap things up and uh i think we talked about tangled up in teacups yeah we're gonna hit the promo hard right now so Mm -hmm. um we've got uh and and i can say this because i basically stood or sat where they told me to and sang the song but so (laughs) that's all i had to do with it so i can really tout this thing but the pearson collective um who are multimedia group out of columbia um, have done this video um, for Candy Coffins, and it comes out Tuesday. It's for Tangled Up in Teacups, the fifth song on the record. And I knew they they had high quality stuff. That's why I engaged with them. I mean, all their stuff looks top notch and very um, dynamic and creative and nice. impressive. But they knocked this out of the park. Every cut they gave me, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" It's like I was like, "You can stop now." And I'm like, "No, we're not done." And so I think. There's a teaser that dropped this past Tuesday to give everyone a little bit of a taste of what it's going to look like, but the finished product is amazing. Um, my daughter, who is a very accomplished ballet dancer, and her friend uh, who work, works in the company with her, Bella, uh, dance in it. Oh, wow. um, it's a yeah. fantastic video, and I can, again, say that because they basically said, stand here, don't do that, you know, put this shirt on, whatever. So, yeah, let's, let's play Tangled Up in Teacups off of uh, Once do it with feeling to support the video coming out on Tuesday. And thanks everyone who supports candy coffins. If you don't know us, get to know us. We're on all your social medias. If you don't know, you should know. 
I mean, yeah. literally one of the best bands to ever in the history of Columbia come out of Columbia. Whoa. So, you know, you need to get on Whoa. that, seriously. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's serious praise. Here we go. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Nothing to say You're telling me off But I like it that way
by yourself. All right, Katie Coffins uh, from the new album, Once Do With Feeling. Was once do with feeling uh, is the album, and the song was tangled up in teacups. And uh, thanks again to them for uh, coming in for the interview, and to Jamie and everything. Uh, amazing band, uh, like I said, literally one of the best bands in Colombia. It's come out of Colombia ever in the history of Colombia. So huge fan of those guys, and uh, I will keep you guys updated on upcoming shows and stuff as they happen. So Dark Entrance Goth Radio is on your radio. Uh, Post punk gothy style horror business until ten o'clock. We got about uh, thirty minutes or so left on the show. If you got any last minute requests, get them in eight zero three five seven six nine eight seven two. That's eight zero three five seven six WUSC and um, we'll see what we can do I uh, unfortunately been kind of ignoring the socials so uh, let me hop on over there real quick and see what we got coming in uh, you can join in the Facebook discussion that I'm sure is probably going on right now and uh, apologies if I haven't answered back to any of that uh, we do have some discussion croopers came in yeah yeah okay so she's asking about the um, radio data yeah I will um, go to the Facebook post for tonight sorry and you will see that discussion, and I'll tell you what, I'll actually make a separate post. So uh, I was mentioning the uh, Radio Data uh, essay, video essay that I'd made several years ago uh, about uh, experimental and surrealist filmmakers and their influence on modern music. So I will post that to uh, to the uh, Dark Entries page after the show tonight, probably if not tonight, then tomorrow. So stay be on the lookout for that. So yeah, thanks for everyone who's uh, commenting and joining in on the conversation there. Appreciate that. Yeah, we got some stuff on Twitter too. Cool. All right, we have got half an hour left in the show. Uh, like I said, if you got a last minute request, get them in. 803-576-9872. And in this set coming up, we've got a mix of some old and new stuff. Mostly new, almost all of it's brand new. Uh, we do have one kind of older uh, French uh, cold wave track. It's going to be the second track in the set. But to kick it off is actually a brand new artist that was discovered on Instagram by the name of Indy Anthony, putting out some amazing post-punk stuff, and uh, that's going to be kicking off the set here. Also coming up in this set is uh, some brand new stuff from Static Phantoms, Sex Blood, A Cloud of Ravens, and uh, whatever else uh, your requests are to get in there as we come and kind of count down to the last half hour of the set here. Okay, uh, Indy Anthony here with uh, Dumb and Shy, brand new artist, never played on the show before. Dark Entries Goth Radio, 90.5 WSC FM Columbia. Thank you. 
Cloud of Ravens finished up that set there. That's uh, the name of the track was Nature of Artifice, and the album is called Lost Hems. Indy Anthony started off the set there with a, a track called Dumb and Shy. Actually, uh, an artist from Instagram, which uh, was turned on to me by a longtime listener of the show. She was like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. We got to play him on the show. Turns out he actually is pretty cool. And uh, I did play him on the show, so... Yeah, good stuff. Indy Anthony, check him out on Instagram. Two to board after that uh, with uh, Reste La from an album also called Reste La, a French uh, cold wave. Static Phantoms in there with Ghost Walk from an album also called Ghost Walk, which uh, just came out on November 11th. Spire's in there. That was a request. Uh, that was a phone call I got. Track was called Candy Flip. Sex Blood after that with a Sleeping Angel and a Cloud of Ravens is what you just heard with a Nature of Artifice from the album uh, Lost Hymns. Dark Entries Goth Radio is what you're listening to right now on your radio uh, for the next few minutes here. we got enough time to kind of squeeze in one last proper track before we get out of here. Uh, and I really appreciate you guys are listening. Also appreciate uh, another big thanks to uh, Jame of uh, Candy Coffins for coming in and talking to us for a little bit. Solid guy, solid band. Can't recommend them enough. But to, uh, to kind of wrap up the show here before we get to our required Rocky Horror, I wanted to go out a little bit harder than we usually do. Been listening to some Angel Witch in the week, and I was in that mood, and I want to put you guys in that mood. Here's a little Angel Witch with Angel Witch on your Dark Entries Goth Radio. Here we go.
All right, Angel Witch, uh, finish up the show there with a the track, Angel Witch, from an album, I believe, also called Angel Witch from 1982 or 1980, I think it was, early 80s. I was on the scene. I'm here with a theater kid who's about to come in and do her show. I don't th- I'm don't. i pretty sure she wasn't on the scene yet in 1980. I don't think you had made the scene right now. I don't think so. so <laughs> th- Jesus Christ. <laughs> this child just walked into the studio. It said she was born into was that five minutes ago? Like two thousand going by FCC. FCC. <laughs> She's like FCC, FCC. <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch my language. That's what two thousand four did to me. It almost broke made me break FCC rules. Wow. Okay. What do you like? Five? Like what what's two thousand four? What even is that? Oh my God. Okay. I want to go because my knees hurt now. All right. Um, I'm going to get out of here. Um, this infant that just walked in the door is going to do a show. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's awesome. She's great. But uh, no, that, that just took me back a little bit. Anyway, uh, she's, she's up in just a second. Amazing show. And um, we are, I'm sorry. Give me two seconds. What is the name of your show? That's it. That's it. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry. I know. This is your fourth one, right? Okay, fourth week, okay. So she's going to hop on just a second. Uh, but thanks for listening, and also, again, uh, thanks to James from uh, Candy Coffin for joining me tonight. Uh, as always, you can catch me on the on socials at, at DarkEntriesDJD. That's your Twitter and your Instagram, and also on the Facebook page, also called Dark Entries Goth Radio, and um, and all that, and not TikTok, because I don't do TikTok. Even though in my day job I am now uh, forced to, um, because I'm a social media manager, and when you're that, you have to do that. So um, this old man has to learn how to TikTok, so... That's that. All right. Um, I'm getting out of here. Uh, catch me on the socials, and I will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel uh, for Dark Entries Goth Radio. Now, I'm not doing Rocky Horror tonight, but uh, I'll catch you on that for next time. So uh, stay tuned. Um, Theater Kid is coming up right after this. <laughs>